Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Lord, take us to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every power and every tongue. It's your will that I'll make come. Lord, take us to the world. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these offerings. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. What a powerful ministration. Amen. Wow. Um, I need voice training, so whoever can take on someone like me. Amen. Amen. Because I like to sing one day. You know, so powerful when you hear a man of God or a powerful lady pastor like Lady Pastor Gita, sometimes she can sing. She can sing and still, I mean, minister. It's, it's powerful. Amen. 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 I remember when I used to watch Apostle Joel 
he was he can really sing and and lead i mean and also i mean the rest you know i'm not gonna <laughs> amen amen but I, i'm trusting the lord that one day i'll stand here or whoever it may be and i'll start singing and amen 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 but i know some of you say hey, i mean we don't really how what's going on but as long as it's, it, it pleases the ears of the Lord, that's all it matters. Amen. 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 But let us, learn. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. And it's your grace and your mercy, O oh God, that we are here before you, Lord. You have kept us. You have kept us. You have built a protection around us, O oh Lord. Because of your, the hedge around us, O oh Lord, the enemy has, has not had his way upon us. And we are just saying that we are grateful. We are, we are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful, Lord, for what you've done, what you are doing, and what you are going to do in our lives. We thank you for this morning's service. Holy Spirit, take control. I'm just a vessel, Lord. Speak through me, O Lord. The words that you speak through me, O Lord, may be a blessing unto your people. We thank you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, may we, the, the memory scripture, the memory verse today, that is the book of Matthew, verse, chapter 26, verse 24, I believe, right? Wow, it's a powerful scripture. It says that the son of man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good it, it had been good for that man if he had not been born. Wow. He. So let's learn the scripture. It's a powerful scripture. So I will stand aside here so we can learn it together. Amen. Matthew 26, 24. This, 24. The son of man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom... The son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if it had been not born. He had not been born. Amen. Matthew 26, 24. So I think we can break into two parts. The first part will end at betrayed. And the second part will continue. It had been good. Matthew 26, 24. The son of man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Part one. Let's do part one again. Son of man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Amen. Now let's do part two. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Let's do part two again. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Amen. Do you think we can do it all together? Let's do it all together twice, and then we'll take it off the screen. Matthew 26, 24. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Matthew 26, 24. Amen. Let's try it again. Matthew 26, 24. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, 
But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Matthew 26, 24. Amen. Are you ready? Amen. Matthew 26, 24. The Son of... been good for that man if he had not been born. Matthew 26, 24. Amen. Wow. Powerful. Amen. Oh, it's, it's powerful when we can memorize scriptures. Amen. Amen. But this morning we are continuing on the subject of tell them. Amen. To the subject of tell them. I think it's important that we continue on the subject of tell them. And don't just use the title, tell them. I think last time we didn't use the title that I gave you. So I'll give you a title of the message as we progress. Amen. Amen. Let us turn our Bible into the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verse 1 on. Today we're going to read a lot of scriptures. So bear with me. I'm going to read from here. And you guys can, Matthew 27, I'm actually reading for the NIV. So if you have it, early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he seized with remorse. He was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed an innocent blood. See, the scripture we just learned tells us that woe is him if he had not been born. So actually, this tells us that as as, I mean, as, as Christians, as we betray our friendship, our relationship, I will betray our friends in the things that we have shared with them in confidence. The people, see, see I said, my, my, my friend, whom I, it's like the friend that you ate with, have betrayed me, have raised his heels against me. The scripture tells us that betrayal leads to what? It had been good if you had not been born. So it's not just Judas. It's not just Judas. This scripture is applicable to all of us. When the friend that you company with, you walk with, you share that, I mean, when I look back and Going to White Castle with some of my best friends. I mean, having a dollar twenty-five in the eighties to go to White Castle and buy White Castle like for like at five cents. I mean, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, I treasured those days. And and a friend would, a friend or cousin would say, you know what? Since you don't have enough to buy a milkshake, I'll give you twenty-five cents. And now you you betray him and you and you I mean you rise up against him. This is this scripture does not just apply to Judas, it applies to all of us. 
It applies to all of us. Even applies to, especially even, I mean, some of the, the oath we take in marriage. That the very wife or the very husband that you said I do with the smiles and the pam, 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 pam. Now he's, he's your, your adversarial enemy. Oh, she's your adversarial enemy. She's like, you know, she's like the devil or he's like the devil before you. So the scripture tells us these things. That sometimes we apply to what the scripture is saying, but not into our very lives. But the scriptures are for us. So this was done as, the, as an example for us. So the scripture said, these things were done as an example for us. So that you and I will take heed. Amen. She said, I have sinned, for I have betrayed an innocent blood. So this morning, what I'm saying to you is that betrayal, Jesus may have, may have done the ultimate betrayal, but we have also betrayed certain promises we have made. We have also betrayed certain promises we have made. People have depended on us. People have counted on us. People, I mean, Reverend tells the story of some young man who, whom the, the, the wife or the girl took care of him to go to school and then to come back later and said that, you know what, she's not my type. Well, actually, that she's not my type or he's no longer my type because now, but now you dress a certain way, so now you are attractive to other men, or now you, you wear a certain suit, so you are attractive to other women, so now he or she is not your type. Well, the Lord have mercy on all of our souls. So it's not just Judas. So this scripture applies to all of us. It applies to all of us. No one, none, no one is excluded from the scripture. Amen. What is it, what is it, what, what is that to us? They replied, this is the priest, your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left them and then went away and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the money, we know the story, and they decided to, to buy a land where they can bury, I mean, foreigners. That, that, this is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. That then... Was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty pieces of silver and set and of silver the price of silver the price set on him by the people of Israel and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. See this story. Meanwhile, verse eleven. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor. I'm going to, this is a long story. I want to read this. I mean, I think it's just to, just to understand the message I'm about to preach for the next few minutes. And the governor, Jesus, meanwhile, Jesus is before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priest and the elders, he gave no answer. Then, then, then Pilate asked him, do you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now that it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. 
At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Barabbas. Just keep verse 16 at the back of your mind. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus or Barabbas? Jesus who's called the Messiah. For he knew it, for he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. It was out of envy. While Pilate was sitting on the judge, on the judge seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't do, don't have anything to do with this innocent, this with, don't have anything to do with that innocent man. For I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Wow. See, sometimes the people that we betrayed and the people that, whatever it may be, we don't know that sometimes because of those things why we suffer certain things in our lives. So it says, touch not my anointed. And the Lord showed in a vision to the wife of the governor that don't touch this innocent man. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Because I, I suffered a great deal. I mean, have you, ask yourself, ask your neighbor, is this because the suffering all you are going through because you have, you have touched the anointed, the God's chosen vessel? That person may not be a pastor, he may not be a lady pastor, a lady reverend or bishop, but maybe your next, next door, your next door neighbor whom the Lord really, whom the Lord really loves, or a friend, or whatever it may be. But because of your words, because of your uncircumcision, I mean, un, what's the word I'm looking for? Unsubstantiated things or accusations, whatever it may be. Amen. Amen. But the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release? Asked the governor, Barabbas, 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 they answered. What shall I do? What shall I do? Then with Jesus, who is called Messiah, Pilate asked. They, they, they all answered, crucify him. Let his blood be on us and on our children. No wonder why the guns of the Iranians and the Iraqis and, and the Syrians and everything is pointed towards that land. So let the, the blood of the Mosaic be upon us. What I'm trying to say to all of us is that sometimes when you touch the anointed, there are certain guns that are pointed towards you. And the symbolism is even the fight that continues to, from the beginning of time, between the Jews and Arabs has not ceased. It will never cease. And no, no matter what kind of president we have in the White House, it will never cease. Amen. Unless the Lord, unless the Lord sends again his son, that, that conflict will never cease. The guns will always be pointed there. And they will always be ready to fight. Amen. 
when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but the, but the, the but it, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands. You cannot wash your hands after you've destroyed someone. It's not a matter of washing your hands off. It's not a matter of washing your hands off. It's not a matter of washing your hands off. So you know sometimes you can actually, from some part of the world, there are certain food when you eat afterwards, your hand really smells. And it doesn't matter what kind of soap you use to wash your hands. I think you may need to go downstairs to, to the, what do you call it, what's the, what's the, what's the ministry, Kayo ministry, and Timmy's ministry, and have those nice smelling thin. Still! Amen! Because he thought he had washed his hands off. See, you can't wash your hands off easily on things that have destroyed the anointed. You can't. And this scripture tells us that Pilate thought he had washed his hands off. That's what I mean. I don't, I try my very best not to talk about a man of God. Or a child of God for that matter. Because as he or she is praying, Father scattered my enemies, sent a turbulence in the midst of the camp of my enemies. You are snoring. But yet, hey, have you heard? But you neither know that this man, this person that you are crucifying is in the prayer room, is in the green chair, is in the black chair somewhere in the corner of wherever, and is just seeking the face of the Lord. He's just seeking the face of the Lord. So I'm just saying to us that I'm just reading the scripture for us as we enter into Easter, that let us walk a life that, so that the curses will be neutralized, so that we don't bring upon our lives more than we need. Amen. But instead, okay, he continues on, he said, and, was, and took over the water and washed his hand in front of the crowd, I am innocent of this man's blood. He said, it is your responsibility. All the people said, his blood is on us and on our children. Uh, then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. Amen. I'll come back to the scripture. But what I wanted, you see, just think about the suffering of Christ how he suffered. I mean, at, at the age that most of us in our 30s, the prime of our years, where we are so protective of ourselves, of our image, of what the perception of people of our lives, where we look a certain way, where we, I mean, we're trying to acquire even a certain accent. Not, not an accent of a foreigner who has come to a different land, but a certain way of speaking. I mean, some people, I mean, even though they have never lived in England or they lived in England a little bit, they're trying to sound like English. You know, like I, I, I think years ago, I don't know, 
I think when my, my wife saw me with, I think, I don't know, was, was it Howard? My, my friend from school. And the way we act around each other, as, as if we were like teenagers. Yo, what's up, Bo? <laughs> so what I'm saying to you is that, you know, see, even in that, I mean, company, there's a certain way we act. But Jesus, at that age, he was what? Stripped naked. Someone in his 30s. By the people that he came to save. He was stripped naked. He was stripped, beaten by those individuals. The scripture tells us, even if you go back here, it says that, then the governor soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium, verse 27, and gathered a whole company of soldiers uh, around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him just to mock him. And when, when then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it upon his head, they put a staff in his right hand, then they kneeled in front of him and mocked him. Hail the king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. The suffering of Christ. I mean, have you ever been rejected? How painful it is to be rejected even whether by your spouse, by a mother or father. I mean, just to be rejection, rejection. See, Christ, see, the title of the message is that. Tell them, because Christ suffered the ultimate rejection. He suffered the ultimate rejection. His rejection is far beyond any of the rejections that we and I have gone through. Doesn't compare to rejection of a job rejecting you. The job rejecting you means that the Lord has a better plan for you. Uh, a guy who, who deceived you and, and drank all your soup and your fish stews and whatever it may be, the Lord is delivering you from someone who, 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 who wouldn't have loved you anyway. Well, even, even for you, those rejections are so painful, but the rejection that Christ suffered cannot compare to our rejections. Amen. After that, he had, after they had mocked him, they took off the robe. See, they put the, the, the scarlet on him, said, you are the king, so now we'll crown you as the king. And after they took off that, and what did they do? They took off the robe and put his own clothes on him, then led him away to crucify him. See, crucifixion in those days, the scripture tells us that it was some, something called, it was, uh, or something was put in place by the Samaritan, whatever you could pronounce that word. And this was something instituted by the queen, Samaritan, who was something through Nimrod, one of the most wicked kings. And the purpose of that was to actually, was to, uh, was to really put someone who was like, I mean, a hardened I mean, criminal. Someone, I mean, who's really, really bad. To be crucified. That was the purpose, that, that you shall suffer the crimes that you have committed. To nail your hands 
and your feet on the cross. And it was a slow death. That was the purpose, was that, you know what, you have, you have caused a lot of suffering in this society. So before you also die, we must make sure that you suffer the accounts of the suffering that you have put people through. Did he deserve that? Did Christ deserve that suffering? They let him, and as they were going out, they met a man of the, Simon and they continue on. Right? And they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, and they offered Jesus to, wine to drink, mixed with gall, but, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. And above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Wow. The king of the Jews, like, you know, mocking him. Oh, he's the king of the Jews. Look at him. Two rebels were crucified with him. One on his right and, and, then, and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled, hurled, insulted him, mocking him, mock, I mean, insulted him, shaking their heads, saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it back in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross. If you are the son of God, in the, in the same way the chief priest, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. See, so the, the chief priest. The teachers of the law, the one who should have known better, they handed him over and, and aroused the crowd to choose Barabbas over him. And then they sat there and they mocked him. The priests, yes, the priests, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and the teachers of the law, and the elders. And the elders. He saved others. He said he saved others. He saved others. He saved others. So he saved others. He saved others. Like, oh, you always know talking to people, encourage people about their marriage. What come, come you can't even save your own marriage? You're always talking to other people about their children, talking to them, saving their children. What can you even save your own children? But he can't save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross. And we will believe him. See how we forget that he healed people. He raised the dead. He did all of those things. But you see, human beings, how quickly we forget. How we forget what has the, the, what good the good that has been done unto us the good i learned a long time ago that as i do good on someone i don't expect anything back from that person because that very person that you've done good unto is the one that who who's most likely to turn against you 
That's one lesson that I actually learned a long time ago to say, you know what? Like when someone gives me a gift, I really cherish the gift, no matter what it is. And I, I'll tell a story. I remember it was 19, I think it was 99. Auntie Michelle, when did you join Accenture? 2000, right? You got me a shirt from Van Heusen. A gray shirt. It's 17 years ago. It's a gray shirt. I still have that shirt. And I wear it, especially in wintertime, because it's warm. That's how much, because I know what it must have caused that person to buy that. I See, only if you can understand the blood, the suffering of Christ, what he suffered on the cross. Because I know what it means to get up early in the morning, to rush to catch the subway, to go to work. And someone say, you know what, I'm not going to use this money on myself, but I'm going to use it to give you a gift. That, to me, must be cherished. Amen. That's why salvation must be cherished. That he suffered a death. He suffered the death of the cross for you and I. Wow. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him. They really, they really, they really faced him. Now, if he wants him, now, if he wants him, for he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were, who were crucified with him also heaped insult on him. You see, see, Jesus was not only rejected by men, he was even rejected by his father. Yes. He was even rejected by his father. He was not just rejected by men. See how embarrassing it must have been, like I said before, for someone in his 30s to be stripped naked, to walk, I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like a famous person we have all respected and admired. And now you see handcuffed. Wearing some tattered clothing. Oh, I mean, the beard, and someone is always clean shaved. Now all oh, the beard is all scruffy and gray, whatever it may be. I mean, the sandals is all messed up. The shirt is ripped up. And a, a crown of thorns on his head. Can you imagine how embarrassing it must have been for him? He went through all that embarrassment so that you may not be embarrassed. He went through all that shame so that you and I would not be ashamed. He, he was paraded. He was, I mean, it's like he was paraded in town for crimes he did not commit. He was whipped in front of Everyone, the people, the people, the people that he saved, the people that he prayed for, the people that he fed, he fed with, was that, was that two fish, uh, two loaves or seven fish? Five. Okay, thank you. Was it five fish and two loaves? 
and fed what, 5,000 or 3,000 people. The same very people. Now in front of, in front of them, he looked as though some God-forsaken person. And what, makes, what made it so interesting is that he was crucified in the midst of two, two of the most we know the English is not coming. This okay, you, you, you get it. I think I need some water. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere, a very simple word is not coming. Uh, maybe I'll use the word penitent sinners. But that's the only word that is coming. This one is just not coming out. The devil is a liar. Yes. Who deserve, these people deserved. See, Barabbas deserved to be crucified. He, Barabbas himself, really caused people to make sure they have an alarm system in their house. Because when he comes to your neighborhood, your daughters will be raped. Your jewelries will be stolen. Your money in that, in that safe thing will be broken into. And if you are not careful, your life will be gone. But the people said that we want Barabbas. We want this hardened criminal over the Savior. How possible? How possible? I mean, see, the rejection was real. If you have ever suffered rejection, this rejection was real and real and real. How? Does it mean just to I mean just in the natural? Doesn't even make sense. How you as an innocent man sitting here who have done nothing but good, and this hardened criminal whom you know that you know he has raped about ten of the twenty-five young girls in the town. He has committed crimes. He has killed about five men. He, he has stolen your goat and your sheep. And your chickens. But he said no. Released him. Even though he's going to come back and cause a havoc in our lives. Released him and crucified the Savior. Wow. Human beings, we are amazing. We are amazing. We are amazing. You are amazing. You are amazing. See, even think of it. It's like how embarrassing it must have even been for, for Mary, the mother of Christ. His friends. No wonder why Peter, Peter just rejected him flat out. See, the scripture tells us in verse 20, chapter 26, that you know what? When Mary Magdalene poured the oil at the feet of Christ, wasn't just, it wasn't just Judas that murmured. It, it says that all the disciples... It says all the disciples. I think it's very important to get that. It says all the disciples remembered that why this money could have been used to, to take off the poor. It didn't say Judas. It says all the disciples. But the difference between all the disciples and Judas was that Judas took an he took he sort of no, took it at a, at a higher level. He took it to the World Cup. 
Yes, he took it to the World Cup. Yeah, Peter, Peter flat out in chapter 20 said that no, I mean, three people said, I know him not. Even scripture says that he was cursing them. Apostle Peter. I'll find the scripture to show you. He says, he, he cursed the young lady, the young, I mean, damsel or whatever. He cursed her, the maiden, the young maiden. He said, he cursed her. What do, you, what do you mean I know this? I mean, he really cursed her, according to the scriptures. Amen. He cursed, I mean, he cursed them. Wow. See, just, just the, the embarrassment alone, the shame, the humiliation, the humiliation. See, but you have to understand how sovereign, how wonderful, and, and how free the love of God is for you and I, the, sim- the sinful you and I. See, Christ took the curse, took our curse, so that we might have his blessings. We might have his blessings. But what I want to share with you is a few points about the rejection Jesus suffered to save us. Galatians tells us, 3.13 says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham, given to Abraham, might come to the Gentiles through Christ. So through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise, the promise of the Spirit. Amen. Second Corinthians tells us here that Second Corinthians eight nine says, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich." Yet, for your sake, he became poor. He became poor. That, that through his poverty, you and I may become rich. That you and I may become rich. See, you see all this suffering he suffered so that we can see the blessings upon our lives. Now, the Hebrew tells us, but we do not see Jesus. But, but we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while and crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that the grace of God might be, might, so that the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. He suffered the death of the cross for us so that we will not suffer the death of the cross. Because you and I, the, the, the death of the cross was meant for us. But he took upon himself to suffer the death of the cross. The sufferings. Isaiah tells us, 56, says that I offer my back to those who beat me. My cheeks to those who pull out of my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. I mean, how many of us sitting here t- this morning can say that someone can spit on you and you just sit there quietly? Hey, it won't happen. Charlie, even here in this very room here, I mean, you see clothes being ripped. That now you, you have spat on me, and I will shame you. I will rip up your clothes so everyone can see you naked. Wow. This is a deal mocking from the very people that he healed and delivered so that we will not be ashamed. 
so that we will not be ashamed. So that we will not be ashamed. Jesus took our personal shame. He took our personal shame. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was this commercial that I mean, is quite interesting. That a Southwest commercial where they, I think they were having some kind of a gala somewhere. And a man entered the gala. And there was two women standing there. And the woman who looked at him hoping that he would come and ask them to dance. But he never did. But he looked afar and he saw, I mean, I think the woman, the two men standing there, they were all brunettes or, or black hair. But he saw afar and he saw a woman sitting in the sofa with her back, right, with blonde hair. <laughs> you see in the commercial. So he took the two wine glasses or champagne glasses and he was walking coolly, 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 and he got there. And, the, do- and the, the, the thing turned around. Guess what? It was a dog. And guess what? The other woman standing there laughed at him. And I mean, it's like, it's like he wanted to get away. It's like he wished there was a hole to go. And you seen the commercial. He wished there was a hole. So then the, the Southwest commercial is like, no, <laughs> you want to get away? Or something like that. See how shameful. Even that the man was ashamed. Can you imagine the shame that Christ suffered? Can you imagine the personal shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation? See, so God offers us an honor and joy. Christ suffered the humiliation and shame so that you and I can have honor and joy. So that you can have honor and joy. And let the church say amen. As, let the church say amen. And Isaiah 61 7, 61 7 says that instead of your shame, you receive a double portion, a double portion. And instead of your disgrace, you receive joy in your inheritance so that you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy. Jesus endured double rejection. As I said to you earlier, it wasn't just rejection by men, but scriptures tells us in, in Matthew 27 44 on, tells us that, that his father rejected him. His father rejected him. This was the first time in history, in, in the history of the universe, that the father himself, that the son prayed. Jesus Christ tells us in John and all the Gospels, me and my father are one. Me and my father are this. I do, I do what I see my father does, and this and that. And then at this very hour when he needed his father, he says that, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatini. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? But scripture tells us that you know what? Christ sealed his ears because he knew the glory. He knew that he wanted to save his people. He knew that he wanted to save you and I. That there was no turning back. That there was no turning back. There was no turning back. Because Christ loved you and I. He loved us so much. He loved us so much that he wanted to make sure that you and I are saved. He wanted to make sure that you and I are saved. That was, that was the purpose. Because it was unimaginable for Christ, for God to forsake his son. See, because Christ said to them, no, said, said, one of the priests said, so do this, they know that you have sent me. And he did it. At the very hour, the very hour where he was needed the most, he rejected him. 
But he rejected him for a very good reason, for you and I. For you and I. Wow. For you and I. And these are the reasons why we might think about this. So the reasons why, the 120 reasons why a soul winner is important, that we must win souls. So the reasons. See, I've laid out to you the ultimate rejection, what Christ suffered for you and I. But now the rest is up to us. The rest is up to you and I. The rest is up to you and I. Because I can read so many accounts to you, but the rest is up to you and I. He took our shame, our humiliation, and everything. He said that so that the blessing of Abraham will come, come upon our lives. How about others? So you must be a soul winner because winning souls is the heartbeat of Christ. Luke 19.10 For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You and I have been saved. Now we sit in this beautiful congregation. Nice families, nice wives, nice husbands, nice children. Our children are not wayward by the grace of God. How about others? How about others? How about others who are going to hell? Beloved, there is hell. There is hell. How about others? How about us who are still going through the shame of this world, the humiliation of this world, the embarrassment? How about those? How about those people? How about those people? We must be a soul winner because soul winning generates divine support and protection. Ah, and we protected. Thank you. I know I have zero minutes. Uh, right. Ah, my, my clock tells me it's 10.53. Amen. Generates divine support. Hey. Don't we always read the scriptures in Psalm 91? Hey, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Many of you, when you, when you go to your house or you get home at night and you feel a little bit uneasy and you open Psalm 91. Put Psalm 91 on the board. Psalm 91 verse 1 and continue. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And he goes on and on to say, to say that with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Says that, see, because of salvation, says that with long life, so he will give you long life. He has delivered you from alcoholism, delivered you from drugs, delivered all of us from adultery. All of us from adultery. Deliver us from, from things that, that is not, I mean, it takes a supernatural influence on a man to stay with one woman. But then, now, 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 nowadays, it's not even the case for men alone because I mean statistics shows that women are more of a more cheaters than men yes because women are very cunning a woman can be married for 30 years and 
may have had like four or five boyfriends and the husband wouldn't know. Votate the shock. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember when I was in school, one of the managers that I used to work for in campus residences, campus residence, and when I first saw him, Eddie, I mean, very nice, I mean, white guy, you know, cool, I mean, when I saw his wife, even as young as I was, like, hmm, this woman is too polished for this guy. I mean, even at that age, as a teenager, I was like, sometimes you can tell there's, it's not balanced. So, I mean, when they were moving, well, I guess when they were getting married or got married or something, we, I mean, in those days, we would do menial jobs for money. We would move things, we move people's stuff, you know, like movers, just to make a few dollars on the weekends at school. We went to move all these things, and we saw the woman. But Lord and behold, a few years later, I guess when I left school, I heard that, you know what, Jalit, the man found his wife cheating on him. And I wasn't surprised. But what I'm saying to you is that what was what, what, what I saying that got to this point? <laughs> so winning. Right? He has protected us and delivered us from all of these things. Yeah, because, I mean, let's face it. Because of church, many, many, many people, like before you came to church and before you actually got married, Charlie, hey, you know yourselves. I won't go there then when Reverend comes. Hey, Pastor Davis, hmm, shouldn't let this, this young pastor preach anymore. He thinks that, you know, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is that, you see, what you have been saved from, others need to be saved from it. The very protection that you have, that you can say that, the, Psalm, the famous, I mean, Psalm, the Lord, Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, blah, blah, blah. I'm Ashana, I want, I walk through the valley of a shadow of death, and all those scriptures that I'll eat in the midst of my enemies, and all those things. Don't you think the others out there who have been tossed and thrown from the enemy who needs that protection? See, I'll, I'll go to the last one here. I mean, so that you know we can really understand why it's so important that we cannot take this this call for a joke. We really cannot because there is. You must be a soul winner because soul winning will help you avoid a murder charge. You do not want to account for. Let's put on Ezekiel three, verse seventeen to eighteen. Put it in the, the NIV. You do, not want, you do not want to account for the blood of anyone. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word. I speak and give them warning from you. Uh, give you warning from, from me. When I say to a wicked man, you will surely die and you do not warn him or speak out to, 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 to dissuade him from his evil ways in order to save his life. That wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. Shepherds. So on that day when the book is opened, it will not be about our degrees. 
our associate degrees, those who have it, and bachelor, bachelorate degrees, or does a BSE, a BA, a BS, or whatever it may be, or MSE, or RN, or MD, or DMP, or PharmD. It's quite interesting how, I mean, no one should get offense about it. It's quite interesting that nowadays, after three years of pharmacy, you are a doctor. Amazing. Wow. Times have changed. But what I'm saying to you, it would not be about that. It would be about the souls that you should have won. The lives of people who were who supposed to be in heaven would be asked of all of us. Because their blood will be required of you. The same word that Pilate couldn't wash his hands of the blood of Christ. Don't you think that also applies to us? Why are you supposed to go visit a soul? He says, I'm tired. I have to work tomorrow. But yet, meanwhile, when you get home, the first thing you turn on is television. Meanwhile, that soul needs you. See, Christ suffered so that we may understand the scripture that there are souls out there. That there are souls out there. Guys, just give me two minutes. That there are souls out there. That there are souls out there. That there are souls out there. See, the last one said, you must be a soul winner because hell is a frightening place that awaits the souls of the lost and the rebellious sinners. Second Samuel 22, 6. Can, can I have that, please? So you have to move faster. My time is gone. Second Samuel 22, 6. Hey. The cords of the graves are around me. The snares of death confronted me. And Hell is the place, I mean, if you look at Mark chapter 9, verse 43 to 44. See, this is a place of sorrows. The book of Mark 9, 43 to 44. Book of Mark. Amen. Amen. Okay. If by thy hand offer thee, cut it off. If, if thy hand of, offend thee, cut it off. If it is better for thee to enter into, into, into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, in the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is quenched, is quenched not. That's hell. And we must be about the Father's business. We must be about the Father's business. We must go out. And I was so glad that I was able to join the ushers yesterday in Bryant Park, talking to people about Christ and talking to them and not just giving them, I mean, talking to I mean, I got the chance to talk to two people and actually took their numbers. And I told my court, one of them accidentally called me back last night. I was like, hey, it's me. He said, it's okay. It's like, you, you come, right? So, yeah, so I'll call you again. So, see, see what I share with you 
earlier. He said, those things, Christ suffered all those things for us. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. We must continue. We must continue and tell people about Christ. Because soul winning never ends. It never ends. Because there are millions of people. There are millions. There are millions. There are millions. There are millions. Dreaming about evangelism. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Well, since you have so much to do in these crucial times, I've had better, I had better write just a note, not a letter. I will thank God for the mission God has called us to. Yesterday, God told me clearly that I had better get serious with the ministry because the time is short. And I know you agree as well. Doug, I am bent on seeing the mighty hand of God in our ministry. I will never be satisfied with anything short of that, and God himself knows. As we launch out, I'm so certain of the fact that God will be confirmed so that what was said of Christ, that a, a man approved of God by many signs and wonders would also be said of us and the ministry, so that men's faith will not rely on the wisdom of men, but the power of God. I know that we really do a lot. I see you as as an answer to a need in my life. See, as Bishop Saki saw Bishop Dag as an answer to a need, the others who are looking for you as an answer to a need, as an answer to the suffering and the things they are going through, as an answer to the suffering and disappointment, the embarrassment, the shame. I know that, I know that we really do a lot. I see you as an answer to a need. Now, you might not understand this very well, but I hope Mami would explain it further. The hold of evangelism on me gets stronger every passing day. It never lessens. I dream of it. I wake up with that dream and go to bed with, with it still occupying the greater part of my mind. I know that God will lead us by his own spirit, and we shall, with our own eyes, oddly many coming to taste for the first time the unspeakable gift, which is what we are all seeing, the unspeakable, uh, the unspeakable gift that's upon this great denomination. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you and whatever the leading he gives you, be sure that I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Doug, Doug, we have, you have to make it. We can make it and you will make it in Jesus' name. Well, for the sake of formality, let me just wish you success in your exams. You are, a strong, you are a stranger to failure, regard to someone and so on and so forth. So what I'm saying to you is that, see, you see the burden of our founding fathers. And the same burden should be upon us. The same because they also saw that they were an answer to us. We, see, our questions, they were the answer to our questions. So, so as others are, we are answers to their questions and the shame and the humiliation and the embarrassment. God bless you. Amen. 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 Father of hope, we close Lord, I have set on you.
Let me run the race of time with a life of falling mine and let the peace of God let it rain. Father of life, draw me closer. Lord, my set on you let me run the race of time with your life unfolding mine and let the peace of God let it rain oh Lord I hunger for more Thank you for giving us another opportunity, another opportunity, O oh Lord, to come back and to think about others, Lord. Guide us, Lord, that no blood will be required of us. Help us, Lord, with a soul-winning mind and a soul-winning burden, Lord. Help us to walk and take heed, O oh God, because there are others, O oh Lord, that who needs our help, who needs to hear the gospel from us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Lead us. Lead us to lead them, to guide them, to bring them, O oh Lord, before your throne, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, our Heavenly Father, in the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Did you bring your tithe for the Lord? If you brought your tithe, please come and let us pray over it this morning. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.